Okay, imagine this. You stop and take a look around. You've been trudging through this forest for the last week, and you've made some progress, but not much. This damn forest has taken a lot of energy out of you. You're on an old stone path that no one else has walked for well over two centuries. You squat down to examine it. It is a light gray with two yellow lines in the middle. Sometimes they're both solid, sometimes they break up into dashes on each side, and sometimes all it is is a dashed line. On the outer edges, there's one white line on each side. You take a swig out of your canteen, and you pull out an ancient map with the word Illinois across the top. You knew you are in the upper right-hand portion of the map. You are looking for an ancient settlement known as Chicago. The settlement was one of the many things lost during the Great Dark about two centuries ago. You're getting close. You shouldn't be more than a day away. You're looking for something in a museum that your settlement's leaders think that can restore the power. You pull your machete out of its sheath as the forest is getting thicker. With the first swing, you hear a clang of metal and a shatter of glass. You cut the vines out from around what you hit and you discover a car. You've seen cars before but never complete and undamaged like this. You've only seen them as a burnt out hulk alongside the gray pathways or cut up to make for horse wagons. You look inside the window you broke and see a gun sitting in the seat. You reach in, pick it up, and pull the slide back and it's loaded and appears to be functioning. You tuck it in your waistband as you couldn't afford one before setting out on your journey. You continue to cut your way through the foliage, and before long you come across a clearing with a faded green sign with some lettering on it. You can barely make out what it says, but what it says refills you with a vigor that previously wasn't there. The sign reads, Welcome to Chicago! Population, 2,707,120. You continue walking for two hours and come across an ancient steel bridge over some marshy soil. You can see the bow of an open-top boat through the plant growth. You walk across the bridge and pull out an old tattered map of the city. You remind yourself why you're here. You're looking for your father. He was sent for the same thing you were sent for, but he never came back. That is why you accepted this quest, to find him and possibly bring him home. You walk further into the heart of the city, marveling at the buildings around it. You've never seen buildings that tall in your life. You decide to stop in a large open area with a large kidney bean in the middle to rest. You put your machete back in its sheath and sit down and take a swig out of your canteen. You look around and you see a sign for something called The Loop. The sign has an arrow that points up and reads, Museum of Science and Industry. The elders have told you that you know what you were looking for when you first saw it. That you were like your father in that way. You notice it's getting dark and you start looking around for a place to take shelter for the night. You walk a few blocks and see a collapsed section of tracks leading up to a metal box with windows and a door in the front. You walk over and start carefully climbing up the metal. You reach the top and step inside of the box. You see rows of seats down both sides and poles every few feet in front of the seats. The seats were once attached but are no longer, so you take one section and place it in front of the door. You pull the bedroll out of your pack and lie down. As you fall asleep, you think that you'll reach your destination and find out what happened to your father. When you wake up, it's just barely dawn. You stand up, you pack your bedroll, place it in your pack, and you move the seat from in front of the doorway and step outside and look at the morning sun, which feels warm on your face. You climb down carefully from the tracks. When you reach the ground, you pull some jerky out of your pack and take a bite. You grimace at the salt, but that's what's necessary to preserve the meat. You finish the piece and continue to make your way towards the museum. You pass a large building with a sign that reads, Field Museum. As you walk, you look left and see a large, empty marsh as far as you can see. You pull out the map and see that it used to be known as Lake Michigan. You continue walking past a sign that points towards something called an aquarium, and you wonder what that is, but you remind yourself that you're here for a reason. You pass some more green areas, 
Some signs you see show you that you've almost made it just a bit further. You notice all the cars around you and try to imagine what this all looked like before the great dark. The sound of shattering glass breaks you out of your thoughts. You pull the gun out of your waistband and cock it. You point it in the direction you heard the noise. Nothing. You don't see any movement or animals. You decide to keep the gun in your hand the rest of the way. You walk for another 20 minutes, then you see it. The museum you came for. You see a bicycle that appears to work just lying on the sidewalk. You get on it and ride the rest of the way to the museum. You walk up the stairs and try to open the large glass door, but it's locked and won't budge. You take the gun by the barrel and use the handle to break the glass and quickly duck inside. You walk down a large set of stairs and you see a large, shiny silver train. Or at least that's what it says on a board near it. But you've never seen one like that before. The only clue you have to go on to find the object that will restore the power is that it is kept in a great gray steel beast. You wander around the building until you descend another set of stairs and you see it. The great beast where the source lies. You enter through the hole in the side and you make your way through it. When you reach the front you see a body. Then the smell hits you. You take a vial of perfume out of your pack and douse the rag in it and tie it around your face. You go up to the body and you pick up a note lying next to it. The note reads, Whoever finds me, you are not alone. They are watching you. There is no doubt you came from the source. It is safe in the truck, as well as two more vehicles in the back of it behind this building. The vehicles are functioning thanks to the source. Go to the cots in the back of this beast and retrieve two maps. One to leave the building and get to the truck, and one to get you safely out of the city. In the cot, there is also a rifle. Take them and go forth and restore power to humanity. Remember, they are watching. Be careful. You recognize the handwriting as your father's. You now realize you aren't alone in the city, and now is not the time to mourn. You go and retrieve the maps and the rifle, and you exit the beast, with your head on the swivel. You follow the map to one of the fire exits to the building, and you see a large truck and trailer. You make a run for the truck, and take a look into the trailer. It's the right truck. In the trailer, there's one car, and two motorcycles, and a crate, which you assume is the source. You climb to the cab of the truck. Your father had taught you how to drive using a steep hill and lots of patience. He even taught you how to drive the big trucks like these, as that's what your family did before the great dark. You fire up the engine and it rumbles to life. The second you do, 30 or so people emerge from the building and they don't look happy. You throw the truck into gear and take off, following the map through the derelict cars that line the streets. As you round the first corner, out of the line of sight of those people, you hear a shot ring out. The map leads you back the way you came into the city. As you drive by, you realize people are watching the whole time as they start coming out of the buildings. You pick up a little speed as you get closer and closer to the edge of the city. The map takes you on a small passage through the forest that you wish you knew about going into the city. You make it out of the forest and hit the open path, when you hear a loud pop and the truck starts to pull to the right. You bring the truck to a stop and jump out and run to the back of the trailer. One of those 200 year old tires burst on the inside of the double tires. You run to the cab and pull out some tools to change the tire. It takes you about two hours to get both tires off. As you start to put the outer tire back on, you see people emerge from the tree line in the distance. You hurriedly tighten all the nuts down and run the tools to the cab. You grab the rifle and you kneel beside the back of the trailer and aim for the person dressed the most elaborately as you think they are the leader. You squeeze off two shots and he falls on the second one. Most of the people stop to tend to him, but a few charge ahead. You start the truck up again and make a break for it south. You look back as soon as you're a quarter mile away, they all have stopped. You're in the clear. You drive until it's dark, and then you pull the truck behind the line of trees and turn the engine off after you roll the windows down. 
You go into, the, into what your father used to call a sleeper. You lie down and fall asleep. You wake up and get out of the cab. You walk around the truck and inspect the tires and every brake and trailer connection. You climb back into the cab and turn the truck on. You pull back into the road for the final leg of your trip. You should be able to make it to the settlement at or around nightfall. You look around the cab and you notice an empty disc case. You turn on the radio to CD and turn it up all the way. You've never listened to recorded music before, but you love it. Once you've figured out the lyrics to the song, you start singing along. The area alongside the road is starting to look more and more familiar as you get closer to the settlement. You reach the outskirts of the area once known as St. Louis. The main city is walled now, and there are three gates. One of them is on a bridge that crosses what used to be the Mississippi River. As you get closer to the gate, you see the guards start to get nervous and freak out. You honk the horn three times and stick your head out of the window. The guards are eased when they recognize it's you, and they open the gate as you get closer. You stop halfway through the gate and tell the head guard to inform the elders that you have returned and to meet you under the Great Arch. As you wind your way through the city, people are lining the streets and cheering as you drive past. You reach the path in front of the Great Arch and pull up onto the grass and park the truck and turn it off. You hop down from the cab and head back to the trailer. You swing open the doors and fold down the ramps. You back the car down the ramps and park it next to the cab of the truck. You do the same with the motorcycles, but not without gutting the engine and tearing up the lawn first. You take the source out of the truck and place it in front of it. As you set it down, you see the elders arrive in the chariot that used to be what was called a limousine. They walk up to you and ask you what happened, and how did you get it and these treasures. You recount your story and the elders are astonished. They offer you an award, which you decline politely, and they offer you a place among their ranks and the responsibility of returning power to the world, which you accept with pride. Five years later, the settlement has been named the Consortium of the Source, is a gleaming beacon of hope for all those who join. With power restored to the city, you made your new home atop of the Great Arch. The last the general public has heard of you, you're putting together a team to salvage what you can from the ruins of Chicago and to retrieve your father's body. The new expedition begins tomorrow. As you lie down to sleep, you reflect on all the good you've done for the world and on how you can give your father a proper burial. The Imagine This podcast is written, produced, edited, and narrated by Lauren Slade. Imagine This is a storytelling podcast from your point of view. New episodes come out every two weeks. You can find us online at Facebook at Imagine This Podcast, Instagram at Imagine This Pod, Twitter at Imagine This Pod 1, and this is the number one, Imagine This Pod.wixsite.com forward slash Imagine This, and YouTube and SoundCloud at Imagine This Pod. Thank you for imagining this story with me.